0: 5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey, this is the National Treasure, Nick Aldis, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. And we're back with another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your hosts. He's the stallion. I am the enforcer. He's cracking up already. What? 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 what are we? Nice. What are we joking?
1: <laughs> he seemed. He seemed not as not as thrilled this week. Uh, just for the start, I feel like I don't know if it was, if Maybe it's me. Maybe it's something I said. I don't know. I just uh, you know it's not as much excited. All right, all right. Live take
0: on the air. Take two. Ready? Give me. Give me a countdown. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your hosts. He's the Stallion. I'm the Enforcer. We are back with yet another edition of the show as we sat through thirty six plus hours of wrestling this weekend, and here we are, Tuesday, Thursday, what, whatever, a day after that weekend of wrestling. Man, and we uh. You know, I would like to pat us on the back because, with all of the spoilers out there, we were able to avoid everything leading up to Wrestle Kingdom 14, Joe.
1: Well, I think that was the most difficult part of the weekend for sure—was avoiding the spoilers. Um, you know, especially given the time difference and how things were, you know, things were with the, the shows, obviously being in Japan. And uh, staying off of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all of the wrestling internet sites, which is pretty much how I spend ninety-five percent of my spare time. So it was definitely uh, a tough, a tough stretch, but we managed to do it. As you mentioned, the t- two nights of Wrestle Kingdom this year. Uh, so we we found a way to avoid it and watch the shows, spoiler-free, uh, even with technological issues, and uh, we made it. So we definitely, I enjoyed. Both shows, uh, I know Buster did as well. I don't know how you felt about everything—the ten hours of wrestling that we watched in two days. But
0: it dude, was- it was so good. It was, you know what? I'm glad you brought up Buster. I'm gonna post the picture. Uh, I'm gonna post the picture on our Instagram of how you and Buster watched on Sunday. It was, uh, it was glorious. And for people that want to, they, they complain uh, about spoilers. For example, Wrestle Kingdom happened um, Eastern Standard Time. It was like two a.m. right.
1: Yeah, right around 2 or 3 a.m. So, So,
0: a bunch of Melvins... I'm going to borrow that term now, since I'm not going to try to curse less. A bunch of Melvins went on to Facebook groups of wrestling and to wrestling sites at, like, 2 p.m. the next day. And they were like, oh, it's such BS, you guys posted spoilers. No, idiot. Like, it happened. I... If I would have seen spoilers... Because I decided to watch it later in the day, it's my fault, right? Like that—that's just—that's how it works. It, it's, it, I—I it, I decided to go to those sites. So you know what I did for people that have an issue, just mindlessly scrolling. And we all get there. We all get bored, right? You're bored at work, whatever. You get through your 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 uh, your, your MySpace, your Friendster apps, right? And you're going through them. On the iPhone, I took all of my social media apps and I put it in one folder. And that folder said, do not open Duckhead, right? So instead of just opening up my phone and clicking on Facebook, I'd have to find it in the folder that says, do not open Duckhead. And I did not once open social media on Friday and Saturday. So I was pretty pumped about that, man. And I think um, I think it really – there were no OMG like uh, returns or anything huge like that. Um, but I didn't know any of the results of the matches and that's how I, that's not knowing the results of the matches. Call me a child to me makes the matches a lot more enjoyable. So, um, Wrestle Kingdom, it's in the books, man. It was a great weekend of professional wrestling, um, up and down. And, uh, I I am excited for the, uh, for the future of new Japan and with the news, I don't want to go too much into New Japan because we're going to talk about AEW today. But how do you feel about it, Joe? The news that the G1 was moved to October this year because of the uh, Olympic Games.
1: Well, I guess they didn't really have much of a choice. It was either they, they move it up in the year or they move it back in the year. Uh, and they chose to move it back, I think, a month or two. So, uh, you know, I mean, I guess that's going to happen, especially with the Olympics being you know, in Japan. So... We'll see how that factors into their other shows and how they build to next year's Wrestle Kingdom if they've already got directions in mind, as I know sometimes uh, the bookers of New Japan do. So, you know, I mean, it'll be interesting. I I mean, this year was, 2019 was the first year that I really was heavily watching the G1, so... I don't, I'm not really used to it being at a certain point in the year yet, although I know usually it's around the August time frame. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how, if it has any impact on the storylines going into Wrestle Kingdom next year.
0: Well, I cannot stand the summer, like at all. I hate the heat. Um, I don't do well in the heat. I like the fall. It's football. It's holidays, all that stuff. So it gives me one more thing to look forward to. So I am. Uh, I'm all in on the fall G1 next year. But without further ado... Let's get to the reason why we're here. We're going to spend the next twenty-three minutes talking about nothing other than Doctor Luther. Joe, you could start.
1: Are you talking about Doctor Martin
0: Luther King Jr.? No, uh, no, 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 uh, no. Definitely not going anywhere near anything political. I'm talking about FMW deathmatch legend, Dr. Luther.
1: So yeah. not, you hear that? not Luther you? Vandross. Is that...
0: No, uh, also not Luther Reigns. Um, mm. Roman's uh, big brother. Yep. Do you Did you hear that when I said Luther, did you hear that? Uh, what was that thing between us when none of us were talking? What's that called?
1: Lex Luther.
0: Why are you why are you doing this to me?
1: I don't know. What do you mean? Dead air? Is that what you were going to say? What yeah, dead yeah, air dead between air. us?
0: Dead air. And that's exactly what... Uh, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but that was your original name for the podcast, Dead Air.
1: Was it? Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, that was your original name.
1: Classic. Um,
0: yeah, listen. AEW last week had probably their best show since the first week. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, last week's show was very strong, I think, and the re- the reception to it was very strong from most of the folks that watched it. There were several good matches on that show and several good storyline advancement angles as part of that show as well. One of the things for me that's, that stands out between that show and this week's Dynamite that aired last night Two things. One, there was no Nightmare Collective segment on last week's show, and there was a significant Nightmare Collective segment on the show yesterday. And no Dark Order segment on last week's show, whereas there was a significant Dark Order segment last night. So those two things, to me, are the two main angles that are not really hitting the mark in aew right now i mean there could be there's i'm sure there's parts of other angles and storylines that are hit or miss at times not everything's a home run but i think most of the stuff is pretty steady but those two angles are ones that i it's at a point at least for me now when they come up on the show in any significant form i know it's going to be death and uh And I don't know if I get the sense that a lot of other people fear the same way, but I'd be curious to hear at least your thoughts on those two specific angles and how you feel about, you know, one or the other or both.
0: I don't. Okay. um, How can I rephrase this? I, uh, (laughs) I, um, I don't hate anything, right? I don't like the dark order segment and I don't like the nightmare collective segment, but Joe, do you know what would make me dislike them less?
1: I, I'm, I can't wait to find out what would make you dislike them
0: less if they were shorter. Like if it's not good, that's fine. Like not, not everything on the show is going to be your cup of tea, right? Like you're not going to love every single thing that happens, but collectively I nice, see how I use that. Um, the general consensus is that these segments are not home runs, which is okay because, like, like I said, not every segment is going to be a home run. But what you do is you just keep them keep them short and sweet and to the point. You know, like I, I didn't need this wild overbooking in a match between Riho and Chris Statlander, which is a great match. I didn't need this finish. Uh, I I get it. It's the Nightmare Collective women versus the faces the women but like i don't that ruined the match for me um i'm not saying brandy rhodes is creeping into stephanie mcmahon territory um not she's not there yet it'll take her a very long time to get there but nobody wants to see her get over on the talent if she's not an active wrestler if you want to have awesome kong get over on the talent that's fine but I, I just need... The segments are... Listen, they're fine if they're kept short. Like I said, don't take away from the other matches and the other talent to get these things over that just aren't working, Joe. So,
1: yeah, there's a couple things for me specifically about this. So, yeah, uh, agreed on all your points about the match itself, right? That match with no interference probably would have been very good. But there was way too much interference in that at that point, right? Um I don't and I don't even necessarily know or have a good feel for where it's going. So I don't know if this is leading towards Riho and Awesome Kong having a match. I'm just not even really sure if that's the end game for this because of course now they've interrupted this, this match with Chris Statlander and cost her a shot because she turned them down. You know, so I don't I don't know where it's all supposed to go. Um and I guess the other thing is they just they just have not, and this is going to spill into the other angle too um, a little bit, but they just have not explained much about who some of these folks are, right? So I know who Awesome Kong is. I think many wrestling fans know who Awesome Kong is. Many wrestling fans know who uh, Brandy Rhodes is. I couldn't tell you now who the name of the woman that shaved her head is. Would, would you know if, without looking it up? Because I certainly I don't know who she is.
0: Is it Serena Deeb?
1: No. yeah, I don't think it's Serena Deeb. So that's one of my issues. They pulled somebody... The angle was they pulled her out of the crowd, right? They She volunteered to have all of her hair shaved off um, because Awesome Kong was going a lot around collecting the locks of hair from different women's wrestlers that they would beat down. So that's one thing. So she interferes. She has no heat. She has no character. No one knows who she is. Um, and then they went ahead and debuted Dr... Luther on this show Dr
0: Doc, Dr uh Dr Luther Reigns Dr Luther
1: Reigns So who I think I described earlier today as a cross between Mikey Whipwreck and Matt Pinfield in terms of his appearance
0: I- That will fall on 98% deaf ears but the 2% of people that will understand that will agree it is a legitimate 100% home run of a comparison
1: so now, I, I've watched a lot of wrestling in my lifetime. I've been watching since 1989. So we're looking at it like 30 to 31 years of pro wrestling. I never heard of Dr. Luther. I don't know who Dr. Luther is. I've never seen a Dr. Luther match. Apparently, he is from FMW fame of the a deathmatch promotion from about how long ago? 20 to 30 years ago, somewhere in that range.
0: Joe, I'm going to take your 30 years of professional wrestling watching, and I started watching wrestling in 1990, so I'll throw on 29 to 30 years of myself. So between us, that's 60 years of professional wrestling watching. I watch The Independence. I watch a lot of stuff, Joe. I myself have also never heard of Dr. Luther. However, once I heard he was a quote-unquote deathmatch legend, I did a little bit of research. I'm going to send you a match, Joe. It is from November 27th, 1992. Okay? You got me so far. So we're talking 28 years ago. Okay. From the FMW World of FMW Volume 4. You're going to love this. Dr. Hannibal and Dr. Luther... Versus the gladiator, also known as the, I, well, I
1: don't know, the oh Mike awesome. Okay.
0: And Horace Boulder. All
1: right. Hulk Hogan's nephew,
0: Hulk Hogan's nephew and Mike awesome versus Dr. Luther and Dr. Hannibal from 1992 in FMW. This is the only full length match that was on YouTube. Apparently, he is best friends with Chris Jericho. Yeah, that's
1: what I found out today as well. So, nepotism yeah. at its best, my friend. What are we doing? Uh, what, what, Joe, what are we doing? It's it's a tough one. Uh, that's a tough one. So, I think, and I guess this kind of goes to <clears throat> when people complain, and myself included, right? So, I'm not, this isn't about other people. This is an example of something that I would complain about on Raw or SmackDown, is people being pushed that the fans don't want to see pushed. Um, you know Whether that was Shane McMahon being on TV endlessly last year, um, Baron Corbin being pushed over and over and over again, even though the fans reject it. So one of the things that I look for out of AEW is avoiding situations like that. Now, I don't know what the appropriate amount of time is to give for an angle or an individual wrestler, in terms of how long you stick with it until you decide it's not working.
0: Let me. Well, let me ask you that, Joe. What do you think is a fair amount of time? I think that's a great question.
1: Uh, I think you got to give it like a month, and then if you're at a point where it's going on for like four or five weeks, and people are just not into it, you either need to go a different direction or you need to just take them off TV and figure it out. And they kind of did that with the dark order a little bit because they brought them out like right away. Um, people weren't digging the act, right? They took them off for a little while. They did those, um, you know, vignettes or promo segments where they were trying to recruit people for the dark order. They give you a little bit of back history. And I was like, okay, this, I can see you now some back st- backstory. I can understand what's going on. And then they brought them back on TV and did the same stuff with the creepers and, And all that garbage, and they beat up the young bucks in a in a a, uh, main event segment or something one week, and it just went right back down the tubes. So, I I guess that that's what I would think. So, this whole nightmare collective thing—they need to either figure out where they're going with it, or they need to get these guys off TV and uh, come up with a plan on how to make it more interesting for the live audience and the and the TV audience.
0: Yeah, I also um, while we're we're going to talk about some of the good stuff that happened last night too, right?
1: Um, I mean, we can, yeah, I guess that's, we can do that too. Yeah,
0: sure. Can I, can I, uh, can I poop on another segment though? You can poop on anything. Yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah, that's, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, the whole DDP thing. What? What? The man walked out to a monstrous pop and not for nothing. Did you watch him get in the ring? He's like a 21 year old, like college athlete. The guy's in, the guy's in insane shape. Like he looks great, dude. What the hell was with like the first eight minutes of him, like putting over AEW, putting over DDP Yoga, putting over TNT, talking about people smoking crack? What do you, dude, What are you talking about? <laughs> like, the, I know AEW does not script their promos, and I'm cool with that. But give DDP bullet points because I don't want to hear DDP with a live microphone trying to go into business for himself again. Um, the whole MJF thing with DDP fell on deaf ears. Um, the diamond cutter stuff, it was cool for a pop here. like When um, when he came out with Cody, I don't need DDP diamond cutting the Butcher and the Blade, Joe. I don't need 61-year-old DDP, although who, to be fair, can probably move like a, you know, like if you put uh, – who would you compare DDP to now? Like I – I would probably rather watch GDP work a Match than Triple H, if we're <laughs> going to be fair. I would rather watch GDP work a Match than The Big Show. Oh, speaking of. Um, but don't bury the butcher and the blade for DDP. What are you doing? The butcher and the blade and the bunny? Like, they did a better job, I think, of introducing them as a team than they have some of the other people like you mentioned. Um, they have a great look. They're a good team. They do good stuff. Don't job them out to 61-year-old Diamond Dallas Page. Dude, what are you doing, Joe? What are, they, what are we doing?
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I, One of the other things I guess they have to figure out, too, is um, you know, they have two hours of TV time every week, and they record about an hour of, of AEW Dark every week. I also kind of feel like they have a lot of wrestlers, probably more than they need. So, I don't know how you figure you know if you're them right? if you're them as a company, you have to find time for most of these talents, maybe not all of them if there's some that are you know people that you're trying to develop and get ready for TV, but you have to find time for all these tag teams, uh, let's say for example, and it's hard, you know and then there's other things I guess we can I don't want to complain about aew too too much because that's that's not really the type
0: of people that we are, but no. um but we it's, want to be fair because I, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off. But like we talk, we we're not hold, we're holding AEW to a standard that they should be held to. I think that's fair. I don't, I don't think it's being negative.
1: Yeah, I get you know, and I enjoyed some of the other matches on the show last night, and, and one of those was uh, Cody and Dustin Rhodes against the Lucha Brothers. Why are the Lucha Brothers losing so many matches on in AEW? I feel like they should be the tag champions next in line for a tag title shot, if anything else. And they lost to Cody and Dustin Rhodes. I don't know why.
0: You have a thousand other tag teams that could be pinned by Dustin Rhodes, Joe. To your point, I I like. Um. All right. Oh, we're, we've been negative. Let me get to some of the positive things. Is that fair? I guess so. The Arn Anderson stuff. I like it. And. It's not giving you gave him as a manager and advisor to Cody and Dustin. It's making an impact and it's telling a story in the matches. That to me makes sense. Um, I, I like what they're doing there because it, it, it's a reason for, um, it's a reason for Arn to be there and it gives him a purpose. To your point, you couldn't beat, I don't know, one of the other seven hundred tag teams you got. You gotta beat the Lucha Bros. Should Dustin really be pinning Pentagon or Phoenix Joe?
1: See, that's no one really, no one likes that angle. So, yeah, I don't. That I don't. I don't think is good. Um, you know, but so it's, it's just things like that. I mean, they do have so much talent, and I understand that you need depth because things can happen. Guys can have injuries. Um, acts can cool off. Whatever it might be. Um, so you have to have depth and it's good, but there, there were other choices I think there to do. And I just, I would not have had the Lucia brothers take a loss there. Um, but you know, some of the other stuff on the show was good. They do have their solid, their solid matches and the closing angle with Jericho and Moxley was good. Cause at least we got a definitive direction now, um, even though I think everybody knew it was heading that way. To you know, towards Jericho and Moxley at their next pay per view in uh, in February, most likely.
0: Yeah, you're building a good challenger for the AEW title. I think he's the right guy to take the. Uh, I think he's the right guy to take the AEW title. I am. There's a barrage of canines coming down the stairs, Joe. Just so you know.
1: I think as soon as you mentioned the butcher and the blade, that's they woke up. Their ears perked up. They like the if, bunny. They're big fans of the bunny. I think is what. It, they like chasing bunnies. It's just that's yeah. everything about
0: bunnies. They're in um, the whole thing. There, there's a lot of intriguing and interesting storylines. Um, Private Party, I think, is better. They're getting better. Um, I really enjoyed the Private Party versus Hangman and Kenny Omega match. Uh, what they're doing with Hangman Page is making him feel special. He's not just another guy in the elite now. He's a guy with kind of a chip on his shoulder. He's going to go his own way. He's going to be the cowboy. Um, he's probably going to turn. You know, he'll turn heel at some point, but that'll give him a different direction. You have Kenny Omega embroiled in a storyline with Pac. I love what they're doing there. Um, you, you know, you're just giving guys chances to shine in good wrestling matches. The six man tag I thought was very good. Um, it was the uh, best friends versus a luchasaurus Jurassic Park Express. Um, Some stuff there, Uh, Marco. The fans love him, man, and and (laughs) Jim Cornette hates him. But uh, Jim Cornette also hates anything that's not white, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant. Um, The uh, Luchasaurus, I feel like, is going to be a very, very big part of AEW going forward. That dude is over. He looks like a million bucks. No, sold our podcast. Looks like a million bucks. He's good in the ring. He's athletic. Um, so there was there was a lot of good last night, but I think, and I th- I think it, this might sound crazy, but I think it's important for AEW to have bad shows. I think having bad shows because let's not, you know, if the fans react and they throw up on something, the fans hate something. Cody and the Bucks are a lot more likely to listen to that than Vince McMahon of Triple H will. Vince McMahon and Triple H are going to shove that down your throat until you're tired of it. Cody and the Bucks, they're, they're more in tune with the public. So I think, you know, you have two weeks ago, probably the, sorry, a week ago, probably their best show yet. This week, probably their worst show yet. So you have a dynamic. You have a dynamic built up and, you know, it's very easy to see what was good and what was bad. And maybe going forward instead of one, maybe what if we only had, how how would you feel about this? one or the other a nightmare collective or a dark order segment which one would i choose to keep no if you just had one each week instead of Uh two.
1: well i mean yeah i mean i think i think the better course is zero uh so yeah but yeah like you know to your point right they can have shows that are not you know 100 percent strong but they have to learn from that and figure out either how to fix it or or take it off tv uh, and not just be spiteful like wwe does and put it on tv even more regardless Uh, so that's that's what i'm looking for for them so i mean i give them credit for trying different things not everything's going to be you know uh, a grand slam but they have to take the things that are not and you know either fix them or turn them into you know characters like then have start start having dark order lose a bunch of matches Then if nobody likes them right that's that's what that's fans want to see them lose that's what they should do right not put them over and try to have them recruit people and the john silver and alex reynolds is not helping that's not helping them at all um so you know how
0: you can get dark order over i have a spoiler you know how to get them over have them wrestle they're really good they're very good wrestlers go look at dark order versus the um I'm sorry. Go look at the Super Smash Brothers versus the Young Bucks versus O'Reilly and Adam Cole from PWG. Go look at the Young Bucks versus um, uh, Evil Uno and uh, Stu Grayson from Ring of Honor. They're very they're very good, very capable wrestlers. So, I mean, if you want, just, just let them wrestle, man. That's fine. Um, the other thing I want to touch on that I liked a lot The whole Pentagon getting in Christopher Daniels' head and them really using... You don't like it? No. Talk to me. Why didn't you like it? Too much.
1: So that happened, uh, I think, shortly after the women's match ended, which had, like, buco interference in it. And then the next match, or one of the next matches, was Christopher Daniels and Sammy Guevara, and that also wound up with Pentagon coming out and distracting him on the microphone, which is... That, to me, screamed something, like, right out of Monday Night Raw where like a match was interrupted by a guy on a, cutting a promo on the stage when it should have nothing to do with it.
0: And then it went into the Dark Order segment. So it was really a... Yeah. Uh, but what I'm I'm more focusing on is the the storyline of Daniel's huge botch, right? And then now now they're making that, you know, is maybe he's in his own head. Maybe he's afraid he can't do that. Like, I think to me, that's a real life storyline, right? Like if Daniel's... He does the best moonsault ever a million times and all of a sudden he can't do it. Or all of a sudden he botches a move. Maybe he's like, oh, am I over the hill? Things like that. Uh, and, you know, Regardless of where it was in the show or whatnot, I, I like that because that's realistic and people can relate to that. So that, that was just a small thing that I really took away from it. And I'm really interested to see where the Adam Page stuff goes. I think the dude is – he's got money written all over him. Um, so whether it be main event, match with Kenny down the line – I don't know. Oh, and dude, who is Wardlow?
1: He's uh, MJF's bodyguard, bro.
0: Yeah, who is he? What is he? I've never seen him. Like, what? We were talking about this. We're like, I've never seen him wrestle. I'm like, I haven't either. And like, well, we're gonna see him in a cage match. So we'll see.
1: We'll find out how good he is.
0: Single H is down here. All all the dogs, man. God bless them. All right. So listen, we uh, we wrapped up. We put a bow on aew this week before we let you go joe i want to hear what your match of the week was last week
1: um i'm sure it's probably something that's not surprising but the match of the week from last week is for me is uh, kazuchika okada versus kota abushi on night one of wrestle kingdom uh, that to me was the best match of the weekend. Uh, there, obviously, it's debatable based off of people's preferences. That's cool, but for me, it was the best match of this weekend. It was better than Okada and Naito, and I found it to be better than Osprey and Takahashi. But you know, to each his own, as someone would uh, famous would say. Um, but that's the match of the week for me. What about you?
0: I like how you preface it by saying people would f- you like it better than two other matches, and both matches I was going to name. So you already undercut what I was going to say. Um, my match of the week was Will Ospreay and um, Time Bomb. I can see. I mean, it was it was a toss up between that and um, Ibushi and Okada. But to me, what match had me jumping physically jumping out of my seat more? And that was um, that was Will Ospreay. But there's no wrong answer. Um, it was like we said. It was 10 hours of great wrestling. There's bound to be some studs in there. What uh, what are you giving everybody to watch for this week, Joe? What are we watching? I mean,
1: I think I'll stay away from the obvious on this one, um, which is clearly Bobby Lashley versus Rusev on Raw this Monday. Um, So I'll stay away from that, and I'll go with a match on NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. That sounds like a long Star Wars movie title. I think that's what it is. Yes, NXT UK Takeover Blackpool Two: Return of the Blackpool. Um, it is Tyler the Bate. R- strikes Back. T- Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin uh, on that card this weekend, Sunday, I believe, at noon Eastern time. It will be broadcast. Uh, I will try to avoid spoilers for that and watch it Sunday night. That will be my predict my pick for what to watch for next week
0: once again, you've uh, stolen my thunder here, so I'm going to go with my backup match. Gallus versus Imperium versus the Grizzled Young Vets versus Mandrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Fatal...
1: What? I love the Mandrews reference. That's so good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fatal four-way ladder match for the NXT Tag Team title. It's just going to be a bunch of dudes beating the shit out of each other, throwing themselves through a ladder and diving off things. And... There's nothing Mandrews will not do, so I'm looking forward to that. But NXT TakeOver and Walter versus Joe Coffey is going to be a good match. It's going to be a really good show. Oh, did you see what we just got announced for the World's Collide show, by the way?
1: I think uh, – are you talking about Finn Balor versus Ilya Dragunov? Un Basibar. I
0: think that's how you say it, right? Basibar.
1: Ilya. Damn I don't – uh, uh, yes, Spreken's the English.
0: Spreken's the <laughs> Deutsch. Um yeah. – Yeah, I uh, I'm cautiously optimistic about this show Oh, cool, Ilya Dragunov is uh, 10 years younger than me, tight Oh, six, that's fine Um, It should be uh, You know, the last NXT UK show was really good Um, I didn't finish Watching this week's uh, regular NXT show, but you know what I wouldn't do, Joe? I'm just gonna Can can I say something about NXT this week and then we'll let everybody Get out of here? Uh, Yeah, man It's, It's your show, we can say whatever you like I wouldn't have the first 36 minutes of my show be a Rhea Ripley promo followed by six other women walking out and then have a haphazard six woman tag. Not for nothing. Love Rhea Ripley in the ring. She does not need to be on the microphone, Joe. Not that much. Just saying. Am I, am I alone in that one? Is that is that a hot take is, is that, is that, or is that a cool take?
1: I honestly didn't see the segment, so I can't really—I don't think it would be fair for me to comment on that. Generally, though, I will say I don't really like segments like that where it starts with a promo and, then like, five people come out to interrupt and then it ends up in a match. I think that's just way too long. Just make the match and have it.
0: There you go. Well, Mark Henry said Rhea Ripley is going to be the woman to transcend professional wrestling, much like The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, so—
1: Hmm. Well, Mark Henry wants Orange Cassidy to be the AEW <laughs> Champion, so uh, he can uh, he can have his hot takes, and uh, that's that's good for him. He so can
0: speak and speak. No, I'm just kidding. Well, listen, we uh, appreciate everybody checking us out this week for another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to follow us everywhere you follow podcasts. Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Stitcher, Spreaker. I don't even know if we're on those anymore. No, we are. Um blog talk radio spotify again because that one is probably the best but everywhere you can find us all night long wrestling podcast youtube.com slash all night long wrestling podcast facebook.com slash all night long wp and at all night long wp every single place you go and we have a special bonus episode coming up, a special uh, listener request that we review. So we'll drop that at some point uh, this weekend once I finish watching it tonight for your host. He's the stallion. I am the enforcer. And another episode of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast is in the books. And we are tapping out.